What a way to get to the halfway point of the season. Teams left and right are getting upsets, and big trades are being made to push teams towards the playoffs. Who got the upsets in Week 8, and who's preparing for a playoff run in 2020? Find out now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Blitz crew back at it. Chris Rogers and Justin Rogers Cousins giving you the scoop on what's happening in the NFL. And we're just going to get right at it as we usually do with our recap from the previous week, week number eight. Let's just dive right in. The Falcons traveling to Carolina and get a pretty upset win. The Falcons had control of the game for most of this game and did not give up a lead. Falcons win 25-17. And what can be considered a top five game of the year, possibly? The Steelers getting a big win against the Ravens to stay undefeated, 28-24. Yeah, man. Steelers were down big at halftime, 17-7. I was wearing my Ryan Shazier jersey at that point. Uh, Switched my jerseys during the half to my Juju Smith-Schuster jersey, which I think was a big contributing factor to the Steelers' victory. The Steelers' defense uh, followed the blueprint that the Chiefs laid out. You have to make Lamar Jackson throw to win, and the Steelers did just that on the final drive. You know, there's a couple of plays that showed Lamar Jackson might not be a great quarterback. In in my opinion, he's a great offensive weapon. He's a subpar quarterback, and he's 1-6 in in must-win games. He's beaten the Steelers once. He's lost to the Steelers once. He's lost to the Chiefs three times and he's lost both playoff games he's played in the Ravens are a great team the Steelers were the better team in today yeah Steelers prove why they have the best defense in the NFL and I'll copy and paste everything that you just said about Lamar Jackson and this Steelers offense I think if they really want to continue to win all these games in a row that offense is going to have to get more consistent but that defense really picked up the slack for this offense in the first half especially getting turnovers for touchdowns by Spillane I will say Spillane is filling in nicely for Devin Bush and hey getting Avery Williamson from the Jets helps a lot too for the Steelers and the Patriots coming down the field Cam Newton having the ball and fumbles at the end of the game to give the Bills to win 24-21. to What do you think about this game? Yeah, I think the Patriots probably should have won that game. If Cam Newton doesn't fumble, he's probably going in on that play. Bill Belichick said it during the Patriots dynasty. They weren't thinking for the future. And now this year, they have even less weapons than they had last year. They have no cap space for anything. And they just look abysmal on both sides of the ball. And I think that will be a big problem for them in the near future. Yeah, I think part of that was Stephon Gilmore being out, and I'm going to agree with you 100% on what you said about Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but I want to talk about the Bills just for a couple of seconds. I think the Bills are one of those teams that they don't reflect their record. They're 6-2, and two, but they're a 6-2 and two team that I think is going to win the AFC East, and they might win a playoff game, but I don't think they're built to make a playoff run quite yet. I thought they were set on defense, but I think they're just a couple of things that they have to put together to get some wins, but... Yeah, Bills definitely deserve this win. And the Bengals, I don't know how they won this game, but they did. Win 31-20 to against the Titans. Yeah, we were watching the Steelers game, and every time the score came up on the ticker, I was like, how are they winning? It was insane to me. Uh, 
Titans probably were a little bit down after losing to the Steelers and losing their undefeated record. Joe Burrow's killing it. He's proving uh, he's rising up the ranks in the offense rookie of the year race. And yeah, the Bengals win this game. Yeah, I think the trade that the Titans made for Desmond King is really going to help this Titans secondary because the weakness of that secondary is definitely shown in this game. Bengals do have weapons. They did show that in this game. Bengals definitely deserve this win. Titans didn't play like a team who was coming in with one loss. Bengals are good in this game. And the Raiders coming into Cleveland and getting a win against the Browns 16-6. It was a sloppy game from both teams. Really windy in Cleveland that day. Missed some field goals that looked like they were going right down the pipe, and a gust of wind just took it right out of the way. I think the Browns probably should have done better, considering they have one of the top rushing offenses in the NFL. Uh, But Derek Carter and the Raiders did just enough to secure the victory. Yeah, what I'll have to say about this game is the Browns' offense looks like an offense that isn't ready for the playoffs, and the Raiders look like a team that is vying for a playoff spot. And the Colts offense and Phillip Rivers starting to get it together as they get a big win against the Lions, 41-21. to Yeah, man. Uh, Phillip Rivers, his Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde act. He was Mr. Hyde today. And that defense for the Colts is very lethal. And they shut Matthew Stafford down. And that proved enough to be the victory. And talking about Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde, I mean, for the Vikings, Dr. Jekyll is Kirk Cousins. And... Dalvin Cook is Mr. Hyde for the Vikings this season, and Mr. Hyde comes out. Vikings get the win with Dalvin Cook in a big game, 28-22, against a good Packers team. Yeah, probably a game that the Packers should have won. The Vikings defense made a big stop on the final drive of the game. Packers probably should have picked up uh, more weapons at the trade deadline, um, but it wasn't meant to be. I think the Packers are going to come out next week pissed off. But yeah, the Vikings win this game. Dalvin Cook is probably one of the best running backs in the league when healthy, and he proved that today. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, I think, has missed two games, maybe one game this season. And he is second in the NFL in rushing yards. That's insane to me. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you. Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Nothing I really need to say about this next game. Chiefs get the win, 35-9 to against the winless Jets. Let's move on to the Dolphins getting an upset against the Rams, 28-17. And, man, that Dolphins defense looked good. Yeah, man. Uh, Tua, was a, he made a great debut, in my opinion. Made the throws that I needed to make. Didn't turn the ball over. That uh, Dolphins defense really stepped up. The Rams, you got to be a little concerned over this game. Uh, Jared Goff, maybe not the answer for them after they paid him all that money. Uh, that'd be a little concerning to me if I was Sean McVay and the rest of the Rams, but Dolphins get it done, man. Yeah, this Dolphins defense look real good, and like you said, the Rams, they need to be worried right now. Is it because the Dolphins are just making a run, or is it because the Rams offense just didn't look great in this game the Rams offense has been off and on all season this is just one of their off games I think they'll come back after their bye ready to play but yeah the Dolphins just outplayed them and the Saints getting a win in overtime with a field goal against the Bears 26 to 23 yeah man this is a really good game it was back and forth but Bears have a great defense um in my opinion they just got to put it together on offense uh in Three games, Nick Foles has six touchdowns and ten, eight or ten picks. 
And in three games, uh, Mitchell Trubisky had six touchdowns and three picks. So we got a big decision there about who to choose. And I think if the Bears put together on offense, they can be a very legitimate contender. They just got to figure it out. Quarterback play decide the game. It's been off and on for Drew Brees most of the season. He's had some off games, and this was an on game on that last drive to get a field goal to win the game. Saints played well in this one. And we usually talk about the Falcons when we talk about blowing leads, but I'm pretty sure this is the third or fourth game this season that the Chargers have blown a double-digit lead as the Broncos storm back with Drew Locke, winning against the Chargers 31-30. Yeah, man, Drew Locke, he looked very good, very confident, in that, especially on that last drive to win the game. Justin Herbert doing everything he can to win the game. The Chargers' injuries proved too costly on defense. It's got to be painful to be a Chargers and a Falcons fan, probably the most painful fan bases in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, the Broncos get it done. Yeah, copy and paste everything you just said about that game. And the Seahawks playing a decimated team with injuries in the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo out for at least six weeks. So if they do make the playoffs, he could be back. And George Kittle most likely out for the year. So an injury-depleted team for the 49ers. But that does not diminish what this Seahawks team did on offense with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. Seahawks get the win 37-27. And an NFC East battle. The Eagles start to pull away in the NFC East as they get a win against a disappointing Cowboys team, 23-9. to And a game to end the week that everybody thought was going to be the blowout of the week, but it was the exact opposite. Daniel Jones ultimately losing the game for the Giants as Tom Brady does enough to get the Bucks to win 25-23 against the Giants. Yeah, man, that was a great game. Giants defense got to Tom Brady early and often, uh, making him very frustrated early in the game in the first half. Came down to the wire. To all the Giants needed was a two-point conversion to send to overtime. I think if any other quarterback is playing in this game, the Giants win it or at least go to overtime and give themselves a chance. Uh, Daniel Jones needs to uh, take the advice that Josh Allen took for this, for last year and not be a hero every play. He needs to you know make the smart checkdowns, make the right reads, and not turn the ball over. And I think that's why the Giants lost this game. And now we move from one half of the season to the next. We're going to look at week nine and see where our picks are. And we start with Thursday night football. The Packers traveling to San Francisco to play an injured 49ers team. Who do you got in this one? Hopefully I make some better picks this week. Packers coming in with two major injuries at running back in uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But I think they'll get it done. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is pissed off that they lost to the Vikings, and the 49ers just don't have enough on offense to keep up. Yeah, I think with this one, the offensive line is going to be huge for the 49ers in this one. I think the edges for the Packers are going to get there. And like you said, the running game might not be there. 49ers are one of the best defenses, even while injury depleted, and stopping the run. However, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to do great in this game, giving the Packers, and Brandon also picks the Packers in this one. And the Broncos coming off a huge win against the Chargers, maybe spurring a run towards the playoffs, playing the Falcons, who also just came off a win. Who you got? Um, I got the Broncos winning this game. I think Drew Locke is going to take that next step um, into becoming an NFL quarterback. And I think the Falcons, this is a lost season. And if they win, they'll be ruining their tank for a higher draft pick and just ruining the offseason that they may have. 
Yeah, and some news coming from the Broncos. Von Miller might come towards the end of the season if the Broncos make a run. I think the Broncos did great at the end of the Chargers game, and they have a big opportunity against a Falcons team that can't close out games, but they showed last week they can close out game against the Panthers. Give me the Falcons in this one, and Brandon also has the Falcons this week. And the Seattle Seahawks travel to Buffalo, two teams with two good records. Who do you got in this one? I got the Seahawks. That Bills defense is not where it was last year. They got a little bit better on offense, but I think the Seahawks are just exponentially better. Yeah, it will be a two-possession game, and the Seahawks will win. Yeah, this game on paper looks like a close game just because the records are very similar for both teams. But like I said, the Bills are a 4-4 four and four team or a 3-5 and five team that's disguised as a 6-2 and two team just because of the teams that they played to get that 6-2 and two record. Yeah, you got to give me the Seahawks. They're looking dominant. And Brandon also has the Seahawks winning this week. And this next one could be a sneakily good game. The Ravens at the Colts. A good Colts defense right up there with the Steelers and one of the better defenses in the NFL against Lamar Jackson who struggled last week. Who do you got in this one? Ravens at Colts. Uh, I got the Ravens. I think we'll see a, a Dr. Jekyll game from Phillip Rivers. The Ravens, like you said, are probably pissed that they lost to the Steelers in such a close game in such dramatic fashion. I think the Ravens just have too many weapons on offense for that Colts defense to stop. And yeah, the Ravens will win. Yeah, I think the Ravens, like you said, they're pissed off. They want this win. They just lost to a rival in a close game. This Colts team has just been inconsistent most of the year. That's why I picked the Lions last week. So you got to give me the Ravens in this one. And Brandon also has the Ravens in this game. And two teams that are just vying for a top five spot in the NFL draft, the Texans traveling to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Like you've said the past couple of weeks, I can never pick the Jaguars. Um, Gardner Minshew is out this game, so we'll have even less on offense. Give me the Texans. Yeah, copy and paste everything you said. I can't pick the Jaguars anymore because they lost both games I picked them in. Give me the Texans in this one, and Brandon also has the Texans in this game. And the Panthers travel to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Their offense is too explosive. That's all I have to say. Yeah, this is a really young Panthers defense that's going to get tested. I think they'll be a good defense within the next two to four years, possibly top 10, if not top five defense in the NFL. But they're just too young. Patrick Mahomes is going to pick apart this defense. Give me the Chiefs. And Brandon also has the Chiefs in this game. And the Lions traveling to Minnesota, coming off a huge win. Who do you got in this one? I got the Lions. I think that Vikings game was a fluke. Um, I think Matthew Stafford is going to have a great game, and I think the Lions will prove too much for them. Yeah, I think I do agree with you on a couple of points you made. However, the Vikings, they're finding out how they won games last year. They ran the ball with Dalvin Cook. I think the Vikings, they run maybe not all over this Lions defense, but they do enough to get the win. They're putting in the ball in the hands of Dalvin Cook. They get the win, and Brandon also has the Vikings winning in this game. And two teams coming off of losing streaks, desperately needing a win to get back in the playoff hunt. The Bears traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. Um, I think this will be a pretty good game. Uh, the Titans have a pretty good offense, and the Bears have one of the best defenses in the NFL. But I think the Titans are going to win this game. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to run all over that Bears defense, uh, and Ryan Tannehill will probably throw for two to 300 yards. 
yeah, I think the Titans offense is really going to have a bounce back game in this one. And I think with that trade for Desmond King for a six round pick from the Chargers that the Titans have is going to have a big impact on this one. The secondary, especially I think if you shut down Allen Robinson, you pretty much shut down this Bears offense. So yeah, you got to give me the Titans in this one. And Brandon also has the Titans in this game. And a huge NFC East battle. The Giants so close in winning the Washington football team. Coming off a bye, but the last game they played, they dismantled a really bad Cowboys team. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I got the Washington football team. That defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL, surprisingly, even though they have two wins on the season. I don't think Daniel Jones can do enough to win this game. Yeah, they were very close, the Giants were, in beating the Bucks, but they lost, like I said, because Daniel Jones just made mistakes. Don't trust Daniel Jones in this game. Like you said, the Washington football team, for whatever reason, they're a top 10 defense, whether you agree or not. Statistically, this season, I think they'll do enough to get the win and be closer to the Eagles in winning this division. I think Washington will get the win in this one, and Brandon also thinks the football team will get the win. And the Raiders traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Who you got? I got Los Angeles taking this game. I think Justin Herbert will make some strides and eventually win. Yeah, just give me the Chargers. Yeah, I think the Chargers are one of those teams. I just, I can't hate them. I can't be like I am towards the Jaguars and just not pick them. Even though every time I pick them, they lose. Got to pick the Chargers again. I think Justin Herbert's playing well enough. Even though they just traded away Desmond King, I think this Chargers team upsets this Raiders team. And yeah, give me the Chargers in this one. But Brandon has Raiders winning in this game. And the Dolphins coming off a couple of big wins going against a Cardinals team that is coming off a bye and had a huge win against the Seahawks. Uh, Give me the Cardinals. I think the Dolphins haven't seen a player like Kyler Murray this season. Haven't faced a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins this season. And I think it'll prove too much for their defense, even though they are coming off a big win against the Rams. Uh, I think it'll prove too much for their defense to handle. And I think Tua will turn over the ball once or twice, make some rookie mistakes. And yeah, the Cardinals will win. For me, it's very tempting to pick the Dolphins in this game because the Cardinals, like the Rams, have been very off and on on offense. I mean, they lost a game to the Lions, who just lost to a Colts team that's very off and on on offense as well. But you got to give it to the Cardinals here. They're on a hot streak. That offense is looking great. Chase Edmonds, who's coming in for Kenyon Drake, I would definitely put him in your fantasy lineups as a running back one or two because he's awesome. And this Dolphins defense, I think they're going to let a lot of yards to him. Give me the Cardinals in this one. Brandon also has the Cardinals winning in this game. And probably the easiest game to pick this week, Steelers going to Dallas playing the Cowboys. The Steelers are going to win. The Cowboys are playing, I think, a fourth-string quarterback because Ben DiNucci's been benched. And, yeah, the Steelers' defense will prove too dominant for that injured Cowboys offensive line. Yeah, copy and paste everything you just said. I got the Steelers in this one, and Brandon also has the Steelers in this game. And probably what will be the game of the week on Sunday Night Football. Two 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks facing off against each other yet again this season as they did in Week 1. Saints got the win in the first matchup, but who do you got in this game? Saints traveling to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Uh, I got Tampa Bay um, winning this game. Uh, The amount of weapons that Tom Brady has on offense. He has Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, uh, he has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, AB is being activated. He also has uh, Rob Gronkowski. 
um, second most touchdown passes to a wide a wide receiver or tight end in the NFL between Tom Brady and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers will seek revenge against the Saints, and they'll find it. Buccaneers win. Yeah, I want to copy and paste everything you just said. So many weapons for the Buccaneers, and I think the Saints, I just don't think that secondary will do enough. I think they're injured in the secondary, and I also think they just don't have enough experience in the secondary to really do well against all these weapons. Give me the Bucks in this one. And I don't even know why this game is on primetime. I don't know why the Jets have a primetime game, but they do, and they're playing the Patriots at home. Uh, give me the Patriots. I don't think the Jets are going to win a game this season as bad as the Patriots looked last week. But yeah, it's it's going to be the Patriots winning. Yeah, you got to give me the Patriots in this one. I'm tempted to pick the Jets, but I think the Patriots just have a little bit of a better team. Stephon Gilmore, I expect, is coming back in this game. Give me the Patriots. And Brandon also has the Patriots. And if I didn't say it before, Brandon also has the Bucks winning this week. And so we just got done with the first half of the season in week eight. We just predicted to start the second half of the season in week nine. Let's look at our mid-season awards. We're going over some of the bigger categories and also a special category. We're going over Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and the special category that we have. So, Chris, let's start off Offensive Rookie of the Year. My offensive rookie of the year thus far has been Justin Herbert. Uh, it's been very close between him and Joe Burrow, but I think Herbert has been doing more with less than Joe Burrow has been doing. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Justin Herbert, for me, has put his defense in a situation where the defense has to win the game. And if you're a quarterback and you do that, you have done their job. It really hasn't been him. Yes, he has been kind of quiet and, and slacking in the second half of games, but he is the first rookie quarterback in NFL history, I believe, to record over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. I might be butchering that, but in the first six starts, I think with Joe Burrow, a lot of his stats are just inflated because they're just giving him so many reps. He leads the league in the amount of attempts he has, so you got to give me Herbert and this one. And Brandon, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, has Chase Claypool. He had a couple of good games. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I think that Justin Herbert has just had more of a complete season than Claypool has had. And how about Defensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, for me, the Defensive Rookie of the Year has got to be the steal of the draft and Patrick Queen. It's very tempting to, cha to take Chase Young, considering how most defensive rookie of the years ended up being edge rushers uh, in recent history. But I think Patrick Queen has been very productive for the Ravens, and he'll win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, like you said, a lot of defensive ends, they normally get this. And because Chase Young's been hurt, it's hard for me to pick him. And Patrick Queen... He's been at the center of that defense. I mean, you know, a good Ravens defense from last year, and then you just make them even better with him. Yes, steal the draft. I would definitely say that. For me, I think it's got to be Antoine Winfield Jr., the second-round pick out of Minnesota for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, they need a safety. They needed a guy who was a John Lynch, Rondé Barber-type guy because Rondé Barber is both corner and safety switch between. He was good at both positions. And I think Winfield is that guy who's just been running around the field. He just made a huge play to win the game 
against the Giants. Winfield has been one of the most reliable players on defense as far as rookie, and especially that's why I think the Buccaneers are one of the better teams in the NFL. So yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. And Brandon has Chase Young, as we mentioned before, as a defensive rookie of the year so far. All right, who do you got through the midseason comeback player of the year? For me, you guys are going to call me biased, but I have a big Ben Roethlisberger winning comeback player of the year. It's between Alex Smith and him. Both of them had possible career-ending injuries. But for me, it's about who's played more snaps, and obviously that's Big Ben. Probably a little bit of Steelers bias coming through, but yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I was very tempted to pick Ben Roethlisberger. The reason why I'm siding more with Alex Smith than I am with Big Ben is because Big Ben, you know, he hasn't really had a complete season. Yes, there aren't that many games where he turned the ball over. The one game he turned the ball over a lot was the Titans game, and the defense really won the Steelers that game. And he's just been very off and on as a quarterback. So I'm going to have to give it to, man, the story of the year in Alex Smith. It's just the comeback of his entirety of his career. Maybe just not this season, but the entirety of his career. Great story. Love to see him just him just stepping on the field. Taking six sacks off that leg injury and still playing is insane after he almost died because of the infection of that leg injury. So you got to give it to Alex Smith for me. And same for Brandon. He has Alex Smith as the comeback player of the year so far. All right, who do you got for coach of the year? Again, my Steelers bias is probably coming through, but after the Steelers went 8-8 eight and eight last year, riddled with injuries, um, I have Mike Tomlin winning coach of the year. Uh, but for me, it's between him and Pete Carroll, uh, but I think Mike Tomlin has done more uh, considering his team is undefeated. Uh, he has the best defense in the NFL, and yeah, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is one of the most consistent coaches in the NFL right now. That's why I'm going to pick him here. And for a lot of the reasons that you said, copy and paste those, I'm going to pick him as my coach of the year so far. It's going to be a clean sweep because Brandon also picks Mike Tomlin to win coach of the year so far. Also, quick little fact for you. Uh, Mike Tomlin has just passed Tony Dungy for most wins by an African-American head coach. So that's another reason why he should win coach of the year. Yeah, and that's amazing. Mike Tomlin definitely deserving of the award so far. All right, who do you got for Offensive Player of the Year so far? For me, it's between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes has been more of a well-rounded offensive player. And, yeah, that's why he's my Offensive Player of the Year so far. Yeah, I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the MVP, he could definitely be considered and most likely win the Offensive Player of the Year. But for me... Offensive player of the year is about who makes the biggest impact on their team. And not that Patrick Mahomes doesn't make a big impact for the Chiefs team, but just like Christian McCaffrey made a big impact for the Panthers last year, Alvin Kamara has made a huge impact for the Saints this year. He is second in the NFL in receptions this year, just a little bit behind DeAndre Hopkins, who I was also considering for this award because he is just being fed the ball this year. But Kamara, he's done it. Maybe not as much on the run, but definitely in the passing game and filling in for Michael Thomas and for Manuel Sanders. Big shoes to fill, and he's definitely filled them. That's why the Saints, I think, have the record that they do. Give me Alvin Kamara as Offensive Player of the Year. And Offensive Player of the Year for Brandon, Derrick Henry. I can definitely see that. Having over 700 yards so far, he's on pace to at least have 1,500 yards on the season. I could definitely see him possibly winning Offensive Player of the Year. All right, who do you got for Defensive Player of the Year? 
my defensive player of the year, you're also, again, going to say that I'm biased. I definitely am, but you can't deny the fact that T.J. Watt has been going off this year. He has 25 total tackles, 12 of them for loss, and he has six and a half sacks, one pick, and two forced fumbles. This guy has been a beast consistently in the NFL. He's been a beast this year, and I think he'll win. At least currently, he's my defensive player of the year. Yeah, I got to say TJ Watt, too. It's not just the stats. I mean, that stat, almost half of his tackles are in the backfield. I think that's an insane stat. If he has that towards the end of the season, he's definitely going to break the record for most tackles for loss in a season. And that that's just an insane stat to me. But also the things that you don't see on the stat sheet. I mean, he's pressuring the quarterback almost every single time. He's creating turnovers, forcing interceptions. I definitely got to give it to TJ Watt. And a guy who I think is every single year in the candidacy for Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald, that is Brandon's Defensive Player of the Year so far. All right, the one that we all want to hear right now, who you got for MVP? My MVP, to me, it's no question. It should be Russell Wilson. That dude's been lighting it up this season. Uh, I think without him, the Seahawks would be a five-win team at this point. But yeah, Russell Wilson should win MVP. I remember this time last year, everybody said that Russell Wilson was going to win the MVP. Lamar Jackson came up and stole it from him. I'm really hoping that this doesn't happen for Russell Wilson. I also have him for MVP because it's the most valuable player. It's the player that has the most value to that team. So I think Russell Wilson is the most valuable player on the Seahawks. They wouldn't be where they are without him. Give me Russell Wilson there. And just like with Mike Tomlin, a clean sweep at MVP, Brandon also has Russell Wilson. All right, to end this segment, what is your special category and who do you got winning it? My special category has been most disappointing um, in the 2020-2021 NFL season. For me, that has been Lamar Jackson. Uh, He's played in two big-time games this year. He's lost them both. Every time he's he's needed to throw the ball to win the game, he hasn't been able to. He's a subpar quarterback in my eyes. He's a great offensive weapon. But coming in off an MVP year uh, where he didn't turn the ball over a lot and he threw tons of touchdowns, he's just not looking good. He's taking a big step down, passing the football, in my opinion. And that is why he's the most disappointing player in the NFL. Yeah, I can definitely see him being the most disappointing player in the NFL for a lot of reasons you just said. And for me, I have the Prove It Award. And the Prove It Award is for a player who has cemented his legacy as one of the best players in the NFL, and that's Tom Brady. I was a skeptic of how good of a quarterback Tom Brady was and is. I've always said Tom Brady is the best player in NFL history, but he's not the best quarterback in NFL history. This year, he has proved to me that he is the best player and the best quarterback. He has taken a team who probably, if they had a switch at quarterback last year, could have made the playoffs in Tampa Bay, and they're just skyrocketing. He's doing everything he can to get them wins, and they have gotten wins. So, yeah, Prove It Award, Tom Brady. And Brandon, his award is the bust of the year, a player who's taken a lot of the snaps on a team and is starting but has not performed up to expectation. His nominees were Daniel Jones, A.J. Terrell, and Sam Darnold, and also Cleveland Farrell. And his winner is Sam Donald for the year. I can see that just because as a whole, 
this Jets team is just disappointing, and I can see the quarterback taking a lot of the blame. But also, there's a reason why Sam Donald is in a lot of trade rumors in, in this next offseason because he's like a Josh Rosen type quarterback as far as like talent wise and just being so young. And that is it for this episode of Beyond the Blitz. Thank you for tuning in to our mid-season episode. The Blitz crew coming at you. Chris Rogers, Justin Rogers, the cousins getting you the news on the NFL. And just follow us on Twitter, Beyond underscore Blitz. This Sunday, we always have our injury reports so you can update your fantasy rosters. And we would love to hear your comments on who you guys have on your fantasy teams, and what do you guys think of these trades as well? We didn't talk about them that much, but we'd love to hear from you on our Twitter page. So thank you guys for listening, and as always, stay purple. This has been Beyond the Blitz.